Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. I'm pleased to introduce to you our ClioCon 2023 mini clips, mini series. So, a very warm welcome, Shaka. Thanks so much for having me, man. Super excited to be here. Not as excited as me. So, look, I want to flip the script a bit. I want you to tell your story, but how you haven't told it before, in a way that is still very relevant and personal to you, but I just don't want this to be the same story. I want it to be in a different way that means a lot to you, but in a different way. That's a great, that's a great way to think about it. So the way that I think about my story in the ways that most people don't think about it is the greatest escape story of all time. And what I mean by that is that I was really fortunate, one, to be literate when I went to prison, which isn't the case for most people uh, going inside. The average reading level is, is third grade. And I was introduced to the escape tools, which were in a form of books and words and paragraphs. And those books transported me so far outside of the prison that oftentimes I didn't even realize I was inside prison until I closed the pages of the books. And then, you know, it began to deepen when I began to write. And that was the ultimate escape because that is what led to me even thinking about being worthy of being, you know, free. And it gave me the true key, keys to freedom. And so I escaped through the written word, you know, journaling, uh, writing books, writing fiction, which is where I started at. And eventually when I got out outside prison physically, I was able to translate those skill sets into what people see now. Yeah. And it's inspiring. I've, had, I've seen you on stage and you've been moderating some panels. We're recording live from Nashville, ClioCon. And I just really buy into your story and what you believe in and, and the values. And I want to talk about, you know, the writing my wrongs, life, death and redemption in an American prison, right? Because you offer a very deep personal look into the complexities of the American prison system. And can you pinpoint that pivotal moment or maybe a realization that spurred your transformation from incarceration to becoming a leading advocate for the criminal justice? reform. Yeah, I would, I would love to tell you that there was like one moment, but in reality, there was a series of moments that I call my three miracles. At first was receiving a letter of forgiveness from the woman who raised David, whose life I was responsible for taking. That letter really helped me understand who I was as that broken little kid. Another one of the miracles was meeting incredible mentors inside. These were men who were serving life sentences and who were not destined to get out of prison, they saw something redeemable in me and they decided to pour into me. And then the third thing was receiving a letter from my son. Uh, at the time he was around 10 or 11 years old. And just that ability from, you know, for a child to write from an emotional space about what it was like knowing his dad was in prison was really a game changer for me. And so that, those three miracles led me down this pathway of discovering, one, this talent as a writer, but also as a leader in the ability to impact community in a meaningful way. Yeah, and you 100% you do that. One thing I want to ask you, because you talked about this on the stage um, during the Brian Bank keynote, was your best friend. And, you know, that really, really landed with me. So I kind of want you to give more context to where I'm going with this, but can you tell me a bit more about your best friend, and why, and just anything else you would add to it. So it was a really sort of powerful story that hit me. 
Yeah, one of my best friends, uh, Calvin Evans, an incredible leader based in Detroit. He's doing a lot of work around trauma-informed care. He's been one of the foremost thought leaders on, you know, what it what does it take to help young men who suffer from traumatic events of gun violence. And it was inspired by his own experience of being a victim of gun violence, but also being a victim of the judicial system where he was sentenced for a crime that he did not commit. And even when there was clear and compelling evidence, the courts did not do the right thing, which would be to seek justice. And therefore, he ended up serving a total of 24 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. But one of the things that's special about Calvin and what makes him one of my dearest friends is his ability to show up in life as one of the most thoughtful, caring, funny, down-to-earth human beings ever. And you know, to me, I always marvel at the fact that he's not bitter, he's not angry, and that he still thinks of how does he be best and serve other people. And that's, you know, just to imagine like 24 years of your life that you can never get back and his instinct is to be in service of others. And so I need to give that space because that's such a big thing, right? And it's no wonder why that individual means so much to you and your your life because I couldn't comprehend that you know and I think that mindset is just fantastic I want to talk more about your your work because from your vantage point as a former MIT Media Lab Directors Fellow and your recognition by the Oprah Winfrey Network as Soul Igniter how do you see the interplay of media technology and social justice influencing the evolution particularly of the legal landscape especially in equitable access to justice that's a great question. You know, the way that I think about this intersection between media, you know, technology and social impact is I get a chance to show up as my authentic self. I'm a very complex man with, you know, various interests. And so uh, my curiosity has led me down many of these pathways. And the way that I think that this really is the most impactful in the legal profession is when, you know, legal counsel gives itself permission to actually be curious about the world that they're navigating. And where I see technology playing, you know, a major role, I mean, the reality is we're in a we're in an interconnected world because of technology. And that recognition of acknowledgement allows us to connect at a deeper level, using technology as a bridge as opposed to a divider. And even with all the things we're seeing with AI, you know, the the outputs are reflective of the inputs of us as human beings. And so being more intentional and more curious about how do we add to this canon of work that's going to impact all of our lives and empower more people to, to even understand what their legal interests are. So I think that's the magic of the intersection. And then on the media front, uh, I'm a content creator. I'm a writer. You know, I'm a storyteller. And I actually am in a process of training more entrepreneurs, more leaders, more people in the tech and other spaces and to become the best storytellers possible. Yeah, and storytelling is the way, you know, I'm a big fan of the creator economy. I, I work at LinkedIn and think there's huge potential for people to understand that that can be a great storytelling platform as well. Um, but I want, before we close, I want to ask about Clio, because you're very highly respected by the Cleons and the Clio community. You've come back, I believe, for a second time. Why is ClioCon so special to you? You know, when I, when I think about the many conferences, and I've been at tons of conferences, so there's the there's the personal thing, right? As a professional, you like to be taken care of. You like to know that people are really thoughtful about not only what you're going to contribute to in terms of content, but they're thoughtful about how you're treated and in and, and relation to that content. 
And what, what makes it special on a professional and deeper personal level is I know that my proximity to people in a legal profession can be additive to this larger conversation around ending mass incarceration, ensuring people's rights are protected, making sure that, you know, lawyers feel like there's somebody that actually can get their perspective. And so I, I just think that proximity is a game changer. And so I am Cle I'm I'm a Cleon by by default and, and I'm truly a big fan of this conference and a big fan of everyone who works here and that's part of this movement. Yeah, and you couldn't have said it any better than yourself. We're big fans of Cleo. They support and sponsor our show. And it's just been an absolute pleasure to have you on, Jack. All right? Your story is phenomenal. Everything you've spoken on stage and even having you on the show today has been a real highlight for me. If people want to know more or find out more about your story, there's only so much we could have crammed in a short space of time. Where can they find out more? They can find me on Shaka Singor on every social media platform and also my website, shakatsingor.com. And that's S-H-A-K-A. S-E-N-G-H-O-R. I would highly recommend you do that. And Shaka, it's been an absolute pleasure. But from now, all of us, over and out.